Hey, episode 42. Episode 42, Antoinette. Episode 42. Hey, I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Antoinette Allen. And we are Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. How you feeling, Antoinette? Thankful. Very, very thankful. Oh, why are you thankful? Because it's Thanksgiving. That's right. It's Thanksgiving. Hey, I have a lot to give thanks for. And one of the things I give thanks for is Real Church Matters. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And so for you to get connected to Real Church Matters, it's realchurchmatters.com. You can also access us on iTunes through the podcast app by searching Real Church Matters. Like us. Subscribe, follow, share. You can go on SoundCloud. You can go on there and like us and follow us and retweet it, repost it, share it, all of that. We're thankful for each and every one of you for all you continue to do. We're thankful for those who have purchased uh, some of the shirts. Uh, those are available on the website. We're thankful for those who have visited Go Do Likewise. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you want to check out Go Do Likewise, you can go to likewiselife.com or follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Go Do Likewise. Yes, and we're thankful for those who have supported us yes. beyond just listening on patreon.com forward slash Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. Super grateful. Super we're just thankful. super grateful for that. Super thankful. And we're especially thankful for God. We're thankful for His Word that guides us and leads us and gives purpose and weight to our days. And one day, 42 weeks ago, He said, Share the Word through a podcast. And I obeyed. And Antoinette obeyed. And now 42 weeks later, we sit here thankful. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Also, we are thankful that obedience is better than sacrifice. And it's better than an audience. But since we have an audience... Let's get to it. Let's get to it. You add a little spin to it this time. Yeah, yeah, you know? Just trying to put thankfulness all through it. I feel you. Right? So Are you doing your question thing? Yeah, yeah. I was about to get to it. Oh. Excuse me. So, in the midst of being thankful, we've been talking about things that we're we're thankful for, and we've been talking about things that we want to leave behind in 2017. The next thing I wanted to talk about is... When it comes to new believers, what's one thing you would share with them? One thing you would share with somebody who's just getting to know God, who's just coming to church, what's one thing you would share with them that you feel like they need to know above everything else? Um, I would say to understand that this is what you're about to do or what you're doing, you're embarking on a journey. And it's going to have its ups and downs. But through it all, you just have to hold tight to your faith and don't let it go. Like, because I feel like that's the biggest thing you think because you're jumping into it. It's supposed to be this extravagant ride, you know, and just to understand that even when I go through phases of disbelief and suffering, all of that stuff is to bring me closer to God. So so that that's what I would say. What that's about great. you? 
I think the the main thing I would share with them, if I if I had to think about it, I would share with them that even though you are making a decision based on how you feel, understand that all of this isn't about you. It's about God. Yeah. It's important to remember that. Like when I when I came to Christ, I came to Christ because I wanted to get my life together. You know, I wanted my chaos to turn to peace. I wanted my sadness to turn to joy. Right. But I think that in the process I've realized that it had little to do with my situation, had very much to do with the center of my life wasn't God. Mm-hmm. And the 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 chaos and the things that I felt was because of what I orbited my life around. Mm-hmm. And so if, the more I make it all about God, the more all of me is at peace. Amen. And so it, it, our intention changes as we learn, so I would help them out. Initially to understand <laughs> that. That's so, true. So they can get there quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can start coming to church and trying to figure out what's, what can they get for them today mm-hmm. instead of what can they get of God Every day, yeah. Every day and every, you know, in every way. (laughs) Hip-hop array. (laughs) All right, we we running into some good talking time, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. Episode 42 um, is about understanding you can't do this alone. So this is the holiday season. A lot of people either feel very close to family during this time and feel very family-oriented, and some people feel very isolated and very alone. And I'm talking to, to all of you, I'm talking to those who, who have family. I want you to hold them a little closer and understand what holding them close can really mean to your life. And for those of you who feel alone, I want you to understand it. While you may feel alone, you are not alone. And there are people, and there's a God who is right there, right under your nose, that is accessible and ready to connect with you and help you feel and see in a better way. Yeah, I feel like we get to a point because I struggle with this where you don't have the family you want and you kind of just detach yourself from all of it, period, because you it's not what you want and they're, they don't give you that feeling that you look for around the holidays and you kind of try to, or not even just around the holidays, anytime. And you kind of just want to separate yourself from it, but yeah, because I mean, to, just to give context, you, when you say that, you looking and saying, you know, I don't have the family that I would expect to have, right? You know, for some for some of you who have lost mothers or fathers or loved ones or just have estranged relationships with them, you know, I, I know these times can be hard, but like Antoinette is saying. There may not be the people in your life you want, but the people you need, they're right there. Yeah. And then you 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 spend a lot of time worried because you, you want, you know, they think of you a certain way, like your life should look a certain way by now. And you just let those thoughts consume you and you don't allow yourself to be around them because I struggle with that too. Yeah. And, and understanding. Like expectations. Right. And understanding what that means. What that really means to us, it's something that we're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. When you think, I just want to be by myself. When you think, it's better for me to be alone. When you think, I'm just a loner. 
I'm not really a people person. Yeah. And it's trendy now, I feel like, yeah. to be that type of person. Everybody's oh, an introvert. Like. To have some type of weird quirk or or idiosyncratic thing mm-hmm. about you, like OCDs, or I really, I'm not a, a people person, or a lot of women say, I don't really get along with other women. Mm-hmm. These are dangerous things to kind of place in your mind and in your life. And to operate and by. And to operate by, because what you are doing is making yourself a prime target. So let's get into it. First and foremost, what I would like to make sure you guys understand is that it didn't take God but two chapters into the Bible before he realized something that we need to realize. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he says, And then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And so while this scripture may connect us on this journey of marriage, it is not just for that. There is a truth before that colon that all of us are connected to. And that is, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, oh, what he's saying is he need a wife. No, what he's saying is man should not be Alone. alone. We need help. All of us, whether you're married or not. There's many people who are married who are alone. There's many people who are not married who are alone. But all of us need to understand, it is not good if you are. If you feel alone, it's not good. It's not. It's not good. It's just not a place that you need to be. And why is it not a place that you need to be? Because when you're alone, you are divided. You're divided. When we're divided, Satan can take over. Satan can conquer. Simple. In Mark chapter 3, verse 23 through 27, Jesus called them together and he began to speak to them in parables. He said, how can Satan drive out Satan? And he was saying this because he he casted out devils and they called him a devil because he cast out devils. And he said, well, y'all, y'all so eager to tear me down. You are actually are breaking apart the whole logic to your thing. Mm-hmm. He said, let me let me help you with some some not common sense, some godly sense. He said, how can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot, it cannot stand. stand. If a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. And if Satan is divided and rises against himself, he cannot stand. His end has come. Indeed, no one can enter a strong man's house to steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Yep. How are we tied up? We are tied up when we are isolated. Yep. Especially when you think of when he talks about our hearts being continually wicked and stuff. It's like when you're left with that wicked heart and nothing else is, you know, pouring in and telling you the alternative, like which is God and his love and stuff. You're left to your own devices. And and left to your own devices. You are not enough for the strong man to come into your house, bind you up and plunder and take There's joy that's being taken from us. There's happiness. There's peace. There is is obedience. There's all these things that are being pulled from us, separating us because we separated ourselves. Yeah. We isolated ourselves. In a world that's already divided, in a world that's already ready to pounce on that, you know, 
vulnerableness. Yeah, this, you know, the, even in the, the animal kingdom, like they travel in packs. Why? Because if they're not together, then a, then a predator can take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're weak. It's that they don't understand their strength. Mm-hmm. Their strength in numbers. numbers. Their strength in numbers. Even for the, the hunters, not many hunters in the animal kingdom hunt by themselves. Right. I think they said one or two of the predators hunt by themselves. But lions, uh, tigers, they all hunt in packs because two is better than one. It is better for us to be together. And we miss this opportunity. There's so many people that we know and we allow them to isolate themselves. And then we wonder why their mind is going to another direction. We wonder why they drop out of church. We wonder why they drop out of the faith. We wonder why they drop out of being consistent. We wonder how they plunge themselves into depression, anxiety, suicide, uh, um, pills, alcohol, They drugs. were left alone, alone in their thoughts. Alone. And you like, well, I'm just going to give them the space to see. You know, ain't nobody going to push me away. Ain't nobody going to cuss at me. I'm just trying to help. You you can help by persevering through their desire to be alone and understanding it's not good for them to be Alone. alone. He said, Satan is in the business of dividing and conquering. He said, Satan isn't stupid like that. He he he's not going to divide himself against himself <laughs> because he knows. Yeah. But why is it that the kingdom of God, why is it that the church is so divided? We're so good at dividing. We're yeah. so good at division. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one difference. Yeah. Oh, she's she look at how she dressed. That woman can it may need help. Yeah. Because of how she dressed, you divide yourself. Or up. even how, even if you don't verbally say it, it's what you're thinking. Like, yeah. And it, it informs the way you respond and how you interact with they that person. They can feel the barriers you put up. Yeah. It can feel how you isolate them, how you push them away. A lot we, of church, especially when you're talking about families, like a lot, I feel like a lot of church people do that with yeah. their own families. We can't do that no more. So first understanding that it's not good for us to be alone. Why is it not good for us to be alone? Because when we are alone, we can be bonded up and our house can be plundered. We can be taken advantage of. When you look at Adam and Eve, they were two people. God had just said it's not good for man to be alone. And guess who was in the garden alone? Eve. And Eve in the garden alone was no match for Satan. Satan. It's true. Imagine how this story would have went if Adam and Eve was in the garden together (laughs) And the serpent showed up. Two heads is better than one lying tongue. That's for sure. We leave people to their own devices and wonder why Satan just slides right in. And then it's it's infectious because she just went from that to telling Adam to do it. And then Adam is by himself with her. Yep. Because once we're not in one accord, we are alone. Mm -hmm. And we can't. Operate that way. So knowing that, we need each other. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25 says, and let us consider. This is something we need to think about. Mm -hmm. This is something that should be foremost on our minds to consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds. 
I should be considering thinking of how I can encourage you, Antoinette, or anyone I come across in my life to love and good deeds. Not considering how to make them come to church, not considering how to change what they do, considering how to love and And, and, and bring them to good deeds. Bring them to good deeds, which is obeying God, the God that is moving on their heart and producing a good fruit in their life. I'm supposed to encourage that, not tell them what to do, but tell them who can tell them what to do and how they can connect with him so he can tell them what What to to do. do. And And then when they know what to do to encourage them to do what he told you to do. <laughs> this is what our relationship should be. Right. I, you know, I appreciate our relationship and how, you know, I, sometimes I want to eat the wrong thing and you just like, mm, you're spurring me on to what's best for me. Even when it gets on my last nerve, my last nerve. He be ready to punch me. Y'all. <laughs> oh, Hey, hey, you can't talk like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, not There's one thing in this climate, sister. <laughs> In this current climate, <laughs> you cannot say, force okay. me one to Okay, he be wanting to uh, <laughs> hurt me. I don't know. No, what, no, I don't know what to no, say. No. He be mad at me. I just say that. Frustrated with me. It's nothing that. No, that's great. We're going to edit this out. This is, this is bad. <laughs> but. It's encouraging that you are guiding me and spurring me on, and you don't look at me as, well, he's nine years older than me, and he's a minister, and he's been a minister. He know better. Yeah, I might know better, but if I don't do better, I must not know better at that time. (laughs) And the only time that matters is right now. Yeah, I might have knew better, but if you don't see it walking out in my life, I don't know better. Mm Mm-hmm. This is important. It's important that we consider that. Did I take that thought into mind? Antoinette has to take that thought into mind about everybody she's connected with. I do. And every listener to this right now, you do. You should consider, think about how our engagements with each other can be meaningful enough to to really live out what God, what made God say it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. What if Adam was there to spur Eve on to good deeds. It would have been two against one. Two against one. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even when they came together, Eve was not spurring Adam on to good deeds. Mm -mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we we missing the opportunity to to find the value in coming together. Yeah. You got people coming together and spurring each other on to wrong. That's true. You got people coming to church and spurring each other on, agitating each other. Provoking each other yeah. to wrong. That's not what God is looking for. He said, 20, verse 25 of Hebrews 10, he said, let us not neglect meeting together. He didn't say, let us not neglect coming to church. Let us not neglect meeting, meeting together. together. Mm-hmm. Yes, that includes church, but it's not isolated to solely church. Yeah. We should not neglect meeting together as some have made a habit of, but let us encourage one another. I don't want to hang out with people if I'm not showing them how to grow in Christ. Yeah, because I feel like that's the other side, too, because people make it like it's no one there to that has that, you know, ability to encourage them. And 
it's like you said, you have to use what he's putting you to even encourage th- that people, that Those person, persons. so they can, you know, in return. Do we the have same to understand that this is not about oh, our relationship should be fifty fifty. No, all I know is when we come together, there should be a level of encouragement going on. And some people I'm around, I'm there to encourage. Mm -hmm. Some people I'm around, they're there and they encourage me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not expecting things to always be for me. I'm understanding what roles and how it fits into the fellowship. But one thing about it, I'm not here to have fun. My fun changes. Because it's fun to be built up in my faith. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we we people get in, people get frustrated with me when I come around them and I don't entertain their complaining, or I I don't entertain their belly aching, or I don't entertain their whining, or I don't entertain their venting. I have this thing where I say, if you're venting, that's you letting your faith go. It is. Like think of it as your mouth is a vent, and you just letting faith it's just exhaling right on slide out. on out. Mm-hmm. That's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't be inhaling issues and exhaling faith. <laughs> we should be inhaling faith and exhaling what belief, mm-hmm. what uh, um, encouragement, mm-hmm. uh, optimism. Joy, or even when you think of, because uh, I think the other translation says provoking. You know, so that Absolutely. that provoke it should be provoking people to good work. Agitating, provoking, spurring—that's what sh- we should be doing. Mm-hmm. If we're not doing that, then it probably is good for me to be alone, <laughs> or at least to be alone from you. Yeah, it, it's. One of those things where we need each other, but how do we need each other? We need each other in the sense of building up our faith through encouragement, through love and good deeds. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes even say in chapter 4, verse 9 through 11, he says, two is better than one. That's not just a saying you hear on a commercial. (laughs) That's something that's actually in the Bible. Bible. He says, two are better than one because they have a good reward. For their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Sorry. It's amazing to me that we live in a time where people feel alone. And you want to know why they feel alone? It's because when they fall, there's people there to watch it. Yes. There are people there to scoff and laugh at it. But no one is there to pick them uh, up. Yeah. Everybody there to comment and spread the word. Yeah. I mean, at this point... In the culture we live in, those moments of people's failure or falling are moments of viral activity. Yeah. People are excited. They become moments of social media content. You see a person getting beat up. You don't stop it. You flick your camera. Up. Yeah. You see a person hurting. You don't stop it. You flick your camera. Up. No different than the church. You see a person who is struggling with whatever, addictions, or just a, a, a darkness of understanding. And what do we do? We make them the topic of conversation. That's true. They become the butt of jokes. We're not there to pick them up. Or I hate when people know somebody going through something and they'll just keep checking their social media or something like that. That always bothers me. So I'm like, won't yeah. you talk to the person? Like, oh, my goodness. Did you, <laughs> did you see what they posted? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my goodness, you see, she she went on a, a rant. Like she was cussing everybody out. You basically just sitting there with your popcorn. Spectator. Just spectating. He says, two are better than one. Why is that person by themselves? Yes. Making statuses. Why? Because they're alone. Because you not assuming the role of two where there's just one. Yep. Nobody hearing them out, so they want everybody to hear them at this point. It can't be two people in a room, but that two equals two ones. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're so isolated in ourselves. It is true. Like, people say, oh, we're so isolated in our phones. There's a room full of people, and everybody's looking in their phone. Let's take that deeper. Let's go on a spiritual level. There is a crowd of people in a church, and this crowd of people are just 30 something or 40 something or a thousand something individuals. Yes. Not one church. Yes. How do we condense that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and the crazy thing about it too is like, it'd it be people that's going through the same thing that you're going through. It like, it'd it be the, all of that. And because everybody's so isolated, no one lost. would ever know. No one will ever know because we're not taking advantage of the numbers. Yeah. But seeing the power in numbers is that these great numbers can condense themselves to one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine not 30 people with 30 different ideologies, idiosyncrasies, and beliefs, but 30 people of one mind mm, can do a, more. He was talking about speaking the same language. I think Absolutely. that was Paul and, Absolutely. Yeah. What did What did God do? Like the people of Babel came together and they did a great thing, mm-hmm. even great in God's eyes, so much so that he confounded their language. Yes. He made them not one people. He made them many people. Right. He divided them. Think about fractions. How do we teach kids about fractions? We let explain to them these four pieces are one whole if they come to together. <laughs> if they come together, yeah. And and it's hard for kids to understand. They like four is one. Yeah, four is one. <laughs> no, no, it's four. No, put them together. And it's one. It's one. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't get it. Four <laughs> over four. Equals one. one. Why? Because no matter if there are four pieces, those four pieces come together, they are one. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's two of us, their power isn't that it's two of us, it's that it's two into one. one. Or even like what the scripture I was talking about when he said they had all things in common. That's what God wants. Yes. Like because he can operate Absolutely. that unity. You're talking about in Acts okay. where 3,000 people were saved mm-hmm. and grew into the church. And he said of those 3,000 people, they gave of all they had and they had all in common. Mm-hmm. These people are powerful. Yeah. They're one person. Yes. One person of 3,000 parts. (laughs) That's powerful. But you want to break a fraction up? Take one piece of that four, and now you got one-fourth. Does one-fourth equal one? No. No, Mm -hmm. that's a quarter. of. That's what we do. Yes. That's what we do. We happy. We happy with our little slice of life. Not realizing God don't want you to have a slice. He wants you to be a part of the whole enchilada. He wants you to be a part of a whole. We have it all the time. Yeah. You know, so at one point I felt isolated in church. Why? Because there wasn't anybody that was connecting me to a whole. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their cliques. Everybody had their understandings. 
now when I talk to people and they be like, you know, I, I don't like church because they got a click. Like, I don't see that. I don't know how you, this, this is how I don't see that. I, I don't acknowledge those things because they are choosing to separate themselves from what makes us whole. Mm-hmm. And that's God. But if you want to be a part of something whole, you don't need people to do it. You just need to connect yourself to God. To God. That's true. He becomes the connector. He put me together with you. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He put me in the family that I was born in. Mm-hmm. These are all things that define us and put us together and allow us to see the power of two being better than one. I come from a family, a big family. My dad had 10 siblings. My mom had nine siblings. Mm-hmm. They came together and created seven children. But it's interesting how seven children, in the midst of that, I could still feel like one. Okay. Why? Because seven children didn't understand the power of coming together. Yes. Not hanging out together, but growing in God together. together. That's different. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about us hanging out. I'm not talking about, about us gathering up the men and going bowling. I'm not talking about us gathering up the women and going bowling. I, I, Shopping. Don't, I don't know what women do. I'm, I would I'll be honest nowadays. But what I'm talking about is us coming together in one heart, spurring each other on to love, to faith, to good works, so that we can grow together and be powered individuals. Yes. Because we're part of something powerful. Amen. So he said, he said in Ecclesiastes 4, we're in verse 10, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? This... It's important that we understand that this is a cold world. It is. You want to get warm, you need somebody. And it might not be who you want it to be. Might not be who you want it to be. They might not be (laughs) Bay. They might not be, you know. But you need somebody. Mm -hmm. He said, did he? And Paul, Paul said he came to stir up the gift in Timothy. Came to spur him on. They was different in ages. Mm-hmm. Age don't even matter. We keep looking for connectivity through commonality. Mm. That's not the way we connect. We connect through the placings of God. I was explaining it to somebody. I was like, it's not so much, uh, you know, they was talking about how you know that, to, that it's time to go to the next level. And the problem is, is that every in, our intentions and relationships is to take things to another level. Mm-hmm. But imagine if we just connected with the people God put in our lives and never tried to take things to a next level or initiate it, but only thing we did is acknowledge the next level. What do you mean? I mean, the very God that put somebody in your life will take it to the level he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And all you are ever doing is acknowledging that level. That's the difference between a man approaching you, wanting to immediately date you, and a man who just is in your life and gets to know you, and then one day acknowledges what God has put together. 
You I know get what you're saying? Sounds poetic, sounds <laughs> cute, <laughs> but guess what? The reality is it plays out in every aspect of our lives all That's the true. time. Yeah. God orchestrates and moves people in our lives. And then we see, well, this person means more to me than I thought. Right. And then we see, well, this person doesn't mean as much as I thought they would. Right. That's God doing it. <laughs> he does it. And all we have to do is acknowledge what he is placing before us, and life becomes simpler. That's true. I mean, it's just like how you have siblings or a mom or dad. Like, you, you're born into it, but as you grow up, you realize and you start putting a label on it, like, that's my brother. But you're still having that relationship with them. And understanding it has its ebbs and flows. Right. You, 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 you didn't choose your family. And though that's your mother, that mother might not be to the level you would think that they should be. Right. And you need to be at peace with that. Amen. In the same way, there's people who go out to find a wife. You grab a person because y'all have commonalities or interests and don't even realize you can't initiate a level up. <laughs> Man, this this ain't for y'all. <laughs> it's, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going I'm to chill. That, that's that's a, <laughs> the whole truth. That's a, that's some other stuff. <laughs> but but one day we're going to get into that because that's something that, that God pressed on my heart is that we are not taking advantage of what he's moving in our lives because we're too busy thinking that we initiate this stuff. Yeah. Time for me to get married. You, come here. Time for me to have a friend. You, come here. Mm-hmm. No, you don't get to do that. There's tons of people that, that approach me all the time like, yo, we should hang. I, I wish it was that simple. <laughs> But I already got a long queue of people that God said, hang. Yeah. He ain't put you in there. And he may have put you in there, and now you out of there. That's a whole nother thing, too. whole nother thing, <laughs> and that's life. And two is better than one. And if you force it, it'll never be one. It got to be what God is doing, because when he puts it together, the people around you will always be the people that can pick you up. up. And Amen. the people around you will always be the ones that can count on you to pick them up. That's right. No other way works. No other way. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 through 35, shows us a perfect example of this. And my, you know, time is just running fast. Jesus Christ, it's 33 minutes. Old. Oh, bye, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. God, bye, guys. I forgot to tell you. So long, 15 <laughs> Have minutes. Have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, if you know a 15-minute person, tell them happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> tell them enjoy the cranberry sauce. <laughs> All of that. Now, now that we're alone, you, you people that make it to the 60-minute mark, let's talk about an example of Somebody who walked in this process of not being alone. Powerful. So we have Mary. Mary uh, said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son. Old as she is, everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And and this the awesome thing about this is that you have a 15-ish teenager at the very least, mm-hmm. old Mary, who is pregnant and is scared and confused because she ain't never been with a man. Right. And she has a husband 
who doesn't know what in the world is happening and the scriptures tell us is privately thinking of putting her away. Mm-hmm. And she, the angel shows up to her and comforts her, one with a word of faith. He gives her hope and says, trust me, the baby that you carry will be the son of God. Hold on to those words. Mm-hmm. But not just that. I got something else for you. Your cousin. Your cousin, Elizabeth, is also with child by impossible circumstances. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't be with child just like you should. <laughs> Ironically, they're similar but yet different. Mm-hmm. Mary is a teenager who never been with nobody. Elizabeth is a vet <laughs> who just should be, who is barren and right. should not be able to have any more children. But both of them are similar in the sense that they have limitations that should prevent what they're going through from ever happening. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want to connect you with someone who is going through something just like you. Mm-hmm. Happens to be your cousin. No, it's not by coincidence. <laughs> but it's a reminding us that even the angel says, it's not good for you right now. Yes, I just brought you a word. Yes, I I want you to have faith and be encouraged by that word. I want you to walk through that word, but it's not good for you to be alone. alone. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Some of y'all, you going through things that you got people in your life who have gone through it. And you never realize it because y'all don't talk. And if you do know, you should be right there talking with them. The church should be so dynamic because the church is filled with people who have overcome so many things. So many things. But they won't talk to anybody else. Yeah. A person who's overcome addiction won't talk to a person who's in addiction. No. Matter of fact, the, the most craziest thing is that a person who is overcome with addiction gets ridiculed by somebody who used to be just like them. Yeah. yeah. And it's all in a language because they always like, you know, they got to see for themselves and all that stuff. Yeah, but that shouldn't stop you from trying, you know. shouldn't stop you from trying and sharing. Because you never know what you could have heard that would have changed your course. And could have helped that's them. That's another thing. It could have helped them. Yeah. Could have helped them. There's people in here who know how hard it is to be a Christian. And you can share your experiences and encourage a young person to go through that process. Instead, you just... You're so caught up in yourself. You think God is just doing all this stuff in your life for you to just hold it in and sit there. Yeah. God didn't make you rich. If you rich right now and you listening to me, what's up? Patreon.com Real Church Matters. But if you rich, God did not give you that bounty for yourself. He gave it to you because two are better than one. If you've been able to find yourself delivered from addictions like sex or drugs or eating or or depression, if you've been able to find yourself able to overcome it, he did not bring you out for you to bask in your deliverance, no. but for you to use your deliverance as a means to raise someone else uh, up. Amen. Because two is better than one. Do you know what I'm saying? He... He took a rib from Adam to make mm. Eve yes. so that when he met Eve, he saw himself in, in her. Yep. Before he ever put himself <laughs> in 
<laughs> Come on, guys. Y'all, yeah. The stuff is too good. Yeah. You can see yourself. He, he took a situation out of Mary and put it in Elizabeth so she could see herself yes. in her and she could be her help meet. <sighs> That's so real. Oh, boy. Man, this is this is the main course. Thanksgiving meal is <laughs> Thanksgiving meal is the dessert. This is the main course right here. He says, and and did you know? No, you didn't know. Did, did you know that your cousin is is having a son? And, and she said, Oh my goodness, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. And Mary's next move is what your next move needs to be. That's right. Some of y'all going to go house to house tomorrow collecting plates. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Let your next move be your best move. And Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country straight to Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. See, we, we know we know we going through. We know we dealing with situations, and we sit our tails right there. Right there. Yep. We know we hurting. We know we in pain, and we'll sit our tails right there. Yep. We know we going through, and we'll pick up the phone. Don't pick up the phone. Don't text. Don't call. Show up. Hey, I'm coming to your house right now. And I think it goes with something we were talking about earlier this week where it feels it almost feels good to keep stuff to yourself. Like if it almost felt like you're protecting yourself yeah. from your mess. Like, Man, imagine if, imagine if she it's sat real there crazy. And that all the angel told her, she said, she responded to the angel the right way. She said, Let this be unto me as you say. Mm-hmm. But then sat there alone and let her mind pull her right out of what the angel had said. Yes. No. She took what the angel said, and then she said, let me go see my cousin. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth was, and immediately filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, come on now. Just by Mary showing up, yes. she received something. Some of y'all y'all afraid to show up for people because you're afraid that you're not going to have what they need and you don't even know if you just show up. Mm. God can show out. Wow. That's for the old church members right there. <laughs> y'all go ahead and get a quickening real quick. If you just show up, God can show out. Mary didn't lay hands on her. Mary just showed up. Yes. And whatever Elizabeth needed at that time, she got it right. Then now it was Elizabeth's turn to give something to Mary. Mm-hmm. She said, "Mary, you already got the Holy Spirit because you got the Holy Christ in up in you, there, yep, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and then you just gave me the figurative Christ mm-hmm. in me at a time where the Holy Spirit would not indwell in man up unto Acts. Wow." And she sang out exuberantly, you're so blessed among women. She begins to sing. Some of y'all, you don't even understand. While you, somebody show up and they they going through and they scared, you will immediately give them the floor to speak. 
Instead of understanding, sometimes when they show up, you don't make you don't need to have the right advice. Yeah, you just need to sometimes just remind them of who they are. Amen. Sometimes you need to just break out in song. She, Elizabeth just freestyled. <laughs> she just started freestyling. This wasn't no Kirk Franklin song. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The Bible didn't have to get copyrights. She didn't even know she stuff. was coming. She so didn't even know how, she how was coming. Prepare? She just filled with the Spirit. God uh, used her to encourage Mary. Yes. She just broke out in song. She sang out exuberantly, you're so blessed among women. Mm. Let people know how blessed they are. Yeah. Man. And this is powerful, too, because God could have just had the angel encourage Mary. Like, he had he a did. Per- I'm saying it could have just been that. Not just, yeah, it could not, it could have just been. But God understands it's not good for us to be alone. To be alone. You don't just need the spirit of God. You need God made flesh. Sorry. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. He said, she told her, you're so blessed. Sometimes we just gotta remind people they're blessed. Another word for blessed is they're fortunate. Sometimes you got to just yeah. remind them. People be complaining. Let me just remind you what you got, bro. You, let me remind like. you of what you got going on. You are fortunate. Yes. You are blessed. I know this seems like a crazy situation. Did, did Why would somebody put so much on a young girl? But you are not in a crazy situation. You're in a fortunate situation. Mm-hmm. You're in the best situation mm-hmm. possible. You are in an enviable Situation. While you are sitting and envying others, don't have to go through what you are going through. You don't even realize you are the envy of many people because of what you are going through. Yes. He says, and she said, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? It's powerful. She reminded her who she was. The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God says, who believed what God said. Then she let her know. She said, you believe. She didn't tell him, you must believe. (laughs) She spoke to who Mary would be. She spoke to who Mary needed to be yes. at the time of what she's going through. Mm. Don't talk to people where they where are. They at, yes. Don't talk to them about what they did. Talk to them about where they should be. Even her calling her the mother of my Lord, she's for she's saying for knowledge. Like this is who you're going she's to speaking be. Speaking in faith. Yeah. Mary don't know that for sure yet. Yeah. All she knows is an angel showed up. Joseph, sure enough, don't know for sure. This is speaking in faith. Speak in faith with people. Not, and I got to say this, I'm going to say that and I don't want to waste too much time with it. You got to speak in faith, but it's really speaking in superstition. You're not saying what God is saying. You're saying what you hope is going to happen. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. When we speak in faith, we are speaking God's will. She happened to be privy to God's will. She said, that baby in there, by God's revelation, she knew that baby in there is the son of God. Mm-hmm. Mary didn't tell her that. Right. Mary didn't tell her that. She was re- God was doing this work. 
she was already prepared to give something to Mary, and Mary was prepared to give something to her. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? What am I saying? When we, when God reveals a truth to us, then we can speak that truth over them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times God reveals us things about people, and we use it against them instead of using it to help them. To help them, to encourage. Like them. you see st- stuff about their character, or you know them dealing with anger or whatever, and you use that to attack them and. Use it to put a or just neglect them, yeah. To kill them. I seen people look to a woman and say, I seen a woman look to another woman and say, God told me like you're going to be a strong businesswoman. Oh, why? What is informing that statement? The fact that you know she want to be in business, right? What's informing that statement? And and how does that connect to God? How does it connect to God's will? Let that be because God told you that. Yeah. Don't let that be because you're manipulating her. Yeah. So now she heard you and she spurred, let your words spur her on to quit her job. And all of that is being done in her and not in God's will. It's Happens dangerous. all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time. Maybe a person listening to this right now, you know you're a manipulator. You know you're a liar. You're not speaking in faith. You are speaking in a perverted language that does not ring true to God's ears and shame on you. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> but this is a powerful thing And we have to understand We are in Mary's position More often than not And we need people to use the word of God To uplift us, remind us, encourage us You are not alone Get to those people Make haste Make your way there Yeah. Get to where they are That's when he's talking about considering ways It's like you gotta give us some thought You gotta allow God to you know, tell you You gotta get creative <laughs> Get yourself around people yeah. like Elizabeth. Get yourself around people like Mary. Don't waste no time. Some of y'all sitting with somebody right now that's telling you, I don't want to sit in the car and listen to this. Cut it off. Turn to that person <laughs> right now. Right Neighbor, now. turn to that person right now and tell them, I'm about to privately put you away. <laughs> <laughs> because they aren't the person you need right now. They might be connected to you. They might be a longtime friend. They might be a family member. They might be blood. But guess what? Blood is not thicker than God. It's just not. It's not. It's not. There, people are, are in our lives because they fit a title and not because they fit in God's will. I don't need to hang around brother and sister if brother and sister ain't in the will of God. Yeah. That's what Jesus was trying to say. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. It's better for him to be around people who are in the will of God. That's why he said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Who is my brother? But those who do the will of God. That's who I need to be around. That's how I feel. Yeah. I need to be around people who are doing the will of God. Unless God put on your heart to be around those people to stir them up, but yeah. Either way, I need to be around people who are in the will of God. I'm not I'm you get what I'm saying? Like a lot of people hear that and they say, Well, that's why I don't hang around my cousin because he's smoking drink. Let me tell you this. You don't know what the will of God is. That's why I say you need to be around people who are in the will. Jesus was in the well when he was standing at the well with the woman 
who's everything said he should not be around. Sure. Jesus was in the well when he was standing up for and helping up the prostitute Mary. Sure. He was in the will. You need to be in the will. And if you in the will, doing what God told you, in the will is not not drinking and not smoking. In the will is in the place that God has designated and designed. Yeah. If you there, you'll find yourself in the best situation. Another situation that reminds us of this is the fact that Jesus himself was going through. And as he was going through, he turned to Peter and the sons of Zebedee and told them, come with me. Can you watch with me as I pray? Mm -hmm. So we got to understand that in our times of need, we don't need people to uh, as a shoulder to cry on. We don't need people as a sounding board to vent to. We need people to watch and pray with us. Yes. And for those of you who are in positions to help people, and you know people that are going through, you keep thinking that you need to have something special to say. Sometimes you just need to watch and encourage them to do what? Hear pray. God, yeah. I'm just going to be here and praying with you. Yeah, I know what's happening. Let's not even talk about that. Let's not let the situation go there. Let's just pray. No, you'll need to need to pray out loud. Just pray quietly over there. Matter of fact, you, maybe you just read the scripture. L let's just keep it focused on hearing from God and, and honoring and linking our minds away from the drama and onto a God who actually has a solution for this problem. Amen. We can get there. Mm -hmm. It's possible. It's possible. Everybody's surrounded by people. But nobody's taking the opportunity to let God grow in them and be able to help others. So we miss the power. Mm -hmm. We miss the whole purpose of God saying it's not good for man to, to be, be alone. alone. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. We we use that and be like, yeah, it's not good for me to be alone. God know I be lonely at night. Your lonely is really you saying you don't have nobody to have sex with. I'm about to say you need to go to bed. <laughs> Some of y'all, yeah, yeah. You should be asleep. Some of y'all be, it'd be times where y'all need to be dead asleep talking, talking about, about you I'm alone. alone. That's because you're supposed to be asleep. Man, <laughs> let me give y'all a few things to, to note in the little bit of time we have left. Number one, don't separate yourself. Stop it. Stop it. Proverbs 18 and 1 says, he who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. Y'all keep pushing people away who you know are telling you the truth. You know they giving you the word. You know they telling you a way that's going to lead you to a better place than the way you keep going and keep getting the same result from. Every time. Every it's single insanity. time. But you keep separating yourself because you're seeking your own desire. Once you start seeking God's desire, you're going to notice you are alone less and together more. <laughs> We know why you isolated. We know why a sheep gets away from the rest of the group. He Lost. was going his own. You, there's no way you could follow the shepherd's instructions and end up away from the shepherd. You can't. What kind of shepherd is that? He's going to tell you go left and then he turn right and laugh? It's not a good shepherd. No, you ended up over there because you ain't hear the heed the shepherd's words. You followed your own desire. He says, that's separating yourself. Yeah. Stop it. Stop separating yourself from people. 
Stop separating yourself from God. Because it's not what you want. No, you don't want to be a part of the church. You don't want to be with old people you and all this. Like we come be, up with all these reasons. Never wanted to be part of the church. Yeah. Never did. Never wanted to. Job 13 and 13 says, hold your peace. Let me alone that I may speak and let come on me what will. Some of y'all get to that point in the life and, and all the pain and stress you're going through. You're like, leave me alone. Let me say what I want. And whatever happens, happens. That's a wrong attitude. It was wrong for Job to have it. It's wrong for you to have it. It's not good for you to be alone. Number two, don't separate Others. Yes. Some of y'all are separating yourselves and some of you are causing division between people. It's true. Especially these families with the, the holidays. Let me tell you how it happens. Happy holidays. We great tell you how you can stop and put a, a nip it in the bud, the division. He says, Proverbs 16, 28 says, a dishonest man spreads strife. A person who is telling lies is telling those lies to cause di- division. He says, and a whisper separates close friends. Mm. You want to fix your family this holiday? You want to have a closer relationship this holiday? Kill the whispers. That's right. Kill the whispers. It's too much whispering going on. It's time for us to talk, encourage, build, love, not whisper. (laughs) If you see folks whispering, I promise you they are dividing. Yes. Because it's, it's, it causes confusion. Everybody's talking about the same thing, but all different ways, and it causes division. Causes division. And confusion. Proverbs 26, 20 says, For lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisper, contention quiets down. Mm-hmm. He says, if you want the fire to go down, take the wood out. That's right. In the same way, you want the division to go down, take the whispering out. That's right. you like, it's so much drama in my family. But guess who been whispering? You. <laughs> or listening to it. Either way, I, I just feel like it's... Uh, you got to stomp it out. Yeah. You got to stomp it out. You Husbands, you know your wife is whispering all night on the phone. You laying right beside her watching the football game while she just gossiping. She just going. Guess what you need to do? Turn to her and say, babe, babe. <laughs> it sounds weird saying it. <laughs> babe, just cut the phone off. Sorry. Just cut the phone off. You don't want to even have that on your spirit before you go to bed. You go, you go straight from gossiping to sleep. How'd that work? Let's go from prayer to sleep. <laughs> I woke up with a bad dream. Well, you you was living a bad dream before you <laughs> before went to you sleep. Went you set the story up before <laughs> you went to sleep. <laughs> Third thing, don't separate from God. Romans 8.35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? This is a rhetorical question, but then he lists things that separate free people from every Christ day. every, every single second. day. Don't let situations separate you from God. Don't. Don't. James 4 and 4 said, friendship with the world is hostility towards God. He said, don't, don't separate yourself from God by connecting yourself with the world, not the world as in people, but separating yourself with your, with your desires, your desire to connect with how you feel and what you see. He says, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world renders himself an enemy of God by association. <laughs> Some of y'all think that, oh, I love God. What? Why do he think I don't love him? Because of who you associated with. You associated with his enemy. Mm -hmm. 
You say it all the time. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. If, if you cool with my enemy, you ain't no friend of mine. That's what Jesus, God is saying. Mm-hmm. He said, if you cool with the world and cool with chasing your desires, if you cool with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and, and the, the pride, pride of, of life, life, you you ain't no friend of mine. No. You can't be cool with me and then I look over and you cool with them. <laughs> but that's like you, that sheep you're talking about, going astray because he started, you know, going after his own desires. Started going after his own desires. That's what I want to leave you guys with is that you take your time and start to realize what God is trying to do in your life. He is trying to put you in a position to have the best life by understanding it's not good for you to be alone. Episode 42, Happy Thanksgiving. I love you guys. We really appreciate all the people that listen. And it's continuing to grow. And, you know, here's to another year. We're just going to continue to keep moving. We're about to do a, um, a, a, what do you call it? A Little More Matters. There's one more aspect of this that I want to share. I was thinking so about gonna, that too. That's a good so idea. So we're going to do a little more matters. Be encouraged, to, guys. To share this, this this extra aspect. So please, be encouraged. Happy Talk holidays. Talk to your family. Put your phone down during Thanksgiving. Talk to people. Engage, man. Absolutely. Let God use you. Absolutely. Episode 42. You are not alone. God bless.